Welcome back, listeners. Justin, we continue on with our reviews this evening. Yes. Uh, this is a pre-recorded episode. This is coming out. Justin and I will either be heading to, at, or coming back from our trip to California. Yep. Um, but this is our Five Night at Freddy's game review. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about how we're going to handle that in the actual proper discussion section. Okay. And also, since this is being pre-recorded we already discussed what's been new with us we aren't going to do that here so instead justin i thought maybe we could pick our mount rushmore of scary dolls and dolls are in quotation and here are four that i came up with there's only two that i demand to be in the final four i think i know what one of them is chucky oh yeah okay him too (laughs) freddie fazbear yeah i'm not stuck on him but obviously we're doing find out at freddie so i thought He's like the most iconic one. Megan, I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, either have I. Okay. Now things. this next one better be the one I think it is. Annabelle. Dude, you forgot about Slappy. Whole see, this is why I was saying I needed help. Okay. <laughs> Slappy. Do you know who else? I didn't even think about until you just said people I should have remembered. Who? Billy. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, how, who else? Now hold on. Like Billy from Dead Silence? Or Billy from Saw? Saw. Okay. Interesting. Um, He's so iconic. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree with Annabelle, and I do agree with Chucky. I mean, <laughs> the, how many people are there around Rushmore? Four? Four. Four, yeah. So I think Chucky, Annabelle, Slappy, and Billy the Puppet. Are there yeah. any other ones you can think of? I don't uh, put you on the spot, so. N- uh, no, because, like, I haven't seen Megan... And either by, and she's kind of new. She's kind of the new kid on the block. Like all these other ones have like multiple movies slash franchises built around them. Yeah, I would. I would even. Yeah, because like even like the boy, wasn't really the doll. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I got nothing when it comes to dolls. Maybe Puppet Master. <laughs> but Puppet Master isn't good. So and I, yeah, Eddie has been talking about those, and apparently they're like dog shit. So. Oh, they are. <laughs> so, and we're definitely not putting Ginger Dead Man on this list. So, I think our Mount Rushmore, in no particular order, would be Chucky from Child's Play, yep, Annabelle from The Conjuring, mm-hmm. Slappy from the Goosebumps franchise, and then Billy the Puppet from Saw. With a honorable mention to the Poltergeist Clown, I think. I would be. I second that. I second that. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Okay. Cool. Well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm surprised about the ones I missed, but I'm also not surprised that it's like, like all we could think of because there ain't a lot of there there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why when we get to kind of the game, which is why it's kind of special. So with that, uh, let's dive into Five Nights.
game, so Justin has a background. Um, but this is a game that I picked. Um, yes. I picked it for the movie, and I picked it for this. And there's two reasons why. So I have streamed this game before on the Here's Johnny account. I've talked about it before. This is one of the scariest games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And the scares hold up on replay, which is not something you can say about games or games. movies, yeah. really. Or even movies, right? Yeah. Like, you watch it enough and you know the beats and it doesn't hit the same way. But the way Five Nights plays is just so terrifying. I have never played another Five Nights game besides this one. This is the okay. only one I've ever played. I've never read any of the books. And it's more because I feel like this is like the perfect example of an indie horror game. Yeah. It's not complicated. It's super easy. It's super intuitive. You're you're compelled to, to do it again when you die, even though you're you're terrified. And it's short. Like I was like I think I'd be like in less than two hours and I've played it before, right? Mm-hmm. I think I only died on the fifth night. Um this game is just very cool. And I was excited about the movie because I'm assuming it's based on that. And I know there's a deeper lore. However, I'm happy I hadn't died into it because Justin mentioned, I think, last week or maybe it was just off air. You and I were talking about it. Apparently, the guy behind Freddy is not a good human. Oh, yeah. He's a piece of shit. Scott Cawthorn. <laughs> okay. And so with that, I just wanted to say this was my pick. I did not know this going into it. I, all I knew is that this game it might be the scariest game I've ever played and I say that because the scares constantly hold up so okay. with that Mike to you Justin um, I will give you a couple of uh, development notes this first one I just read and it explains it all <laughs> um, oh god okay uh, but then I will get into uh, why Scott Cawthorn has uh, understandably so, come under a lot, a lot of fire and uh, okay. deserves it. Um, so Scott Cawthorn has developed... Oh, first of all, sorry. Five Nights at Freddy's is a 2014 point-and-click survival horror game. Uh, That's how old it is? It's not any older than that? No. This motherfucker, okay. he just started to fucking turn these... Because there's, like, there's, like, there's like, like 30 games, aren't there? Yeah, dude. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, developed and published by Scott Carthorne. Um, yeah, it came out in 2014. Like I said, eventually it uh, it actually didn't come out until 2019 on consoles. Okay. So uh, five years on PC and uh, Android and iOS as well. Um, That'll be awful. It has obviously phone. gone on to spawn multitude of games. Yeah. Um, how many direct sequels are there? Uh you know what? Let me just go like this. How many five night? How many math games are there? There are thirteen Five Nights at Freddy's games out there, with eight of them being part of the main series, and okay. the other five acting as spinoffs. Okay, wow. Jesus and they're all by the same guy. Uh, mostly yes. Okay. Um, so Scott, uh, where was I? Uh, development. There we go. Scott Cor- Cawthorn has developed had developed several adventure games marketed towards Christians, all of which underperformed, com- underperformed commercially. Really? Yes. These failures caused Cawthorn to suffer a crisis of faith. 
he lost interest in game development until he uh, regained it regained it uh, following a s spiritual experience. The experience left Cawthorn less inclined towards making Christian games and he began production uh, of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, wow. Yeah, after his construction and management game Chipper and Sons uh, received negative reviews, he was inspired to make his next game a horror-focused experience. Uh, players commented that characters in the game were unintentionally unsettling and animatronic-like in, in appearances. Uh, so that's Shipper's game. What? Yeah, the, the Shipper. Shipper's game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, although initially discouraged by his poor this poor reception, he eventually inspired to make something intentionally scarier. Uh, Cawthorn developed the game alone over the course of six months with his sons and friends serving as beta testers. He coded the game... Uh, using like a bunch of shit, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, the audio was produced with a combination of sound effects that Cawthorn created himself and files that he purchased off the internet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. So sales figures was really kind of hard to find. From what I can tell, there have been two hundred million sales in the series, but I don't believe that because. Oh, you don't. No, because of what I'm kind of seeing here is that, well, I do kind of believe that of the whole series, 200 million. That makes sense. Yeah, because, there's 13 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, that's the whole series. And then the quick stat is like VG Insights yeah. uh, stuff says it's um, sold 2.3 million units. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense if there's fucking 13 of them. Yeah. Um, so. Scott Cawthorn. <laughs> um, let me just scroll down to this so I can read it. Uh, so, in June of 2021, Cawthorn became a trending topic on Twitter. Twitter when he publicly, when his public his, bleh, publicly, he made donations <laughs> uh, that were shared on a website, uh, excluding one donation to the Degrad. Democratic blah, blah, Democratic Party. All of Cawthorn's donations were to President Donald Trump. Uh, he posted Ooh, on Reddit to confirm. Okay. He posted on Reddit to confirm his support for the Republican Party, describing himself as pro-life, and stated that he made significant financial do donations to conservative political candidates. After that, he claimed that he had been doxxed and had received threats of violence. Um, after his donations were publicized, while the, the reaction to his posts were mostly positive on Reddit, it was mixed on other social media platforms, such as Twitter, where some of some members of the LGBTQ community uh, reacted negatively. Days later, Cawthorn announced his intention to step away from professional game development and appointed someone else to assume creative control of the franchise. Although, <laughs> um, uh, announced on the that there's time for gaming, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he wanted to focus on raising his children. This series IP will be given to an undisclosed third party. While it's unconfirmed who the IP will be given to, it's been assumed uh, this studio that helped them create some stuff. Um, however, despite retiring, Scott, Scott is still working on the franchise behind the scenes. 
That's it. So basically, he just said he's still a part. He just made it public that he was stepping away so people would think he was in the shadows. Yep. So that's it? It was just the Trump stuff? Um. Yeah, so... Uh, Maybe I was prepared because we've heard so many terrible things recently. I was prepared for like, I don't know, like pedo stuff or like grooming or something. No, thankfully it wasn't that. Okay, because I was going to be really shocked if they made a movie with this guy. But even so, yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I know that the game, just based on like what I see on the internet had a really diverse fan base yes and if this guy was so instrumental behind everything behind it to like draw a line it's very similar to like harry potter like with jk rowling right i can i I can speak to that i literally have a shelf right there on that bookshelf of like some of the harry potter things that i had when i was a kid like my original books that i originally got and it's hard right because all that stuff matters to me still and it's really important to me. Um, and there was a point in time where I would have argued that J.K. Rowling wrote the is like the greatest writer or, or whatever or she whatever. And the thing is, like those books still do mean something to me. Yeah. Um, like I'm not going to pretend that they don't. Um, they got me through a lot. They just like they I when I have a kid, I want my kid to read them. I love they show the spirit of them. But J.K. Rowling has really shown herself to be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to separating the art from the artist, but here on this show, we try to stay away from it. I mean, there is a reason why we have not reviewed Phasmophobia. Yep. So uh, I didn't know all this, and talking to Justin, the way we kind of talk about doing it, instead of like scoring it, we are going to give it its episode, but we're just going to kind of talk about it. Yeah, Um. So, and the, the kind of other reason is because as I've been – because I, I, I was trying to find out if he's still involved and I have kind of found it sounds some like other, he is yeah and and I have found some like other stuff that I, I do think is to to his credit mm-hmm. I would like to say um, so because I uh, this is more stuff I found while I was trying to find out if he was involved or not uh, so Cawthorn's political donations are not his only financial legacy in 2019, he released the game Freddy in Space 2, designed to raise money for St. Jude's Hospital. Oh, um, okay. He hid $500,000 worth of donations throughout the game and told the, f- the Five Nights at Freddy community that whatever they discovered, he would donate, but warned them that it would not be an easy task. Uh, uh, with two hours to find all the donations, the community managed to unearth $351,200. Wow. Um, did he, give then, him, did he give him the money? Uh, actually, so th- this is okay. where I he did, he deserves some credit. Um, Mark uh, and then said streamer Marco player continued to play, however, and found another hundred thousand dollars, so four hundred fifty-one thousand dollars. In the end, Cawthorn just ended up donating the full five hundred thousand dollars to St. Jude, and he has come out saying that he supports is uh, the LGBT community portion of his community. Um, Where is it? He says, I am a Republican. I'm a Christian. I'm pro-life. I believe in God. I also believe in equality, in science, and common sense. Despite what some say, 
all of those things can go together. That's not an apology or a promise to change. It's the way it's always been. So it's very, like, gray. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like... I mean, even J.K. Rowling donates to, like, good causes. Like, yeah. objectively good causes and stuff. It's just... It, it, it's hard. I think the world's very politicized now, too. And yes. Well, and that's like, why I wasn't sure, like, what to do with this. Because, like, yeah. he has... Like I said, he has come out in, like, support of his of the lgbtq fans but also he is he was he donated a lot of money <laughs> to somebody who is like very against them against yeah. them so yeah, it, it, you could say something but when you're putting your money for it it's kind of hard and then not only that but like the pro, the whole pro-life thing especially here in america when like we've oh, yeah. when the supreme court returned roe v wade like that's well exactly like that's why i think that he is still a piece of shit <laughs> so i don't think it would be a good idea or I, and i don't really want to give him the time yeah. of day to fully score it instead of just yeah, kind of so tackle it yeah so let's do that just that then so plot at least for this first game i know the other games go like places and i'm sure we'll kind of see some of that in the movie yeah um the plot's really bare bones but it works um you're an overnight security guard at an animatronic Chuck E. Cheese-like place. We oh, usually don't stay up this late recording. Um, and uh, you're kind of told, like, don't fall asleep, pay attention, like, kind of keep up. And then as the nights go on, these animatronics move more and more. Your battery power is going down, and you got to keep an eye on what's going on. So plot is very bare bones, but we've talked about this before. In particular with horror, you don't need to overcomplicate shit. Yes, exactly. It is very like it knows what it is, and it doesn't try to like evolve past that, which is good because I think it is very it it's very effective at its like it never jumps to sharks. Yes, it's just very like it's like this is what's happening. Shit's getting worse and worse. There you go, and. Yeah. For me, I think that's kind of the interesting thing, too, is, like, yeah, you're kind of, like, the guy who, like, talks to you at the start of each of the night, like, is giving you a little bit more tidbits as, like, things go along, but, like, it's very much left to, like, your imagination, and I'm sure you'll agree, like, our imaginations can be the devil's playground, like, some crazy shit can happen in there. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Gameplay, for me, is one of the areas where this game sticks out it's simplistic you could put and it's probably the reason why some of his fan base is so young a seven or an eight year old in front of a computer and they can figure out how to play this game oh yeah it is it is very simplistic and it doesn't try to there's no like advanced techniques i mean i'm sure there's like advanced there's strategies. a way there's a way for the fifth night where you can stun mock freddy and foxy okay like if you like if you bring your camera up like as soon as the night starts you bring your camera up really fast like two or three times it stun locks freddy and uh foxy oh so then you have to worry about the duck and the the rabbit oh okay (laughs) yeah well that's that's what i'm saying so there's like advanced strategies and like advanced (laughs) but not like controls it's not like dark souls it's just like it's like hey click click here or click here or click here yeah (laughs) yeah but like that battery ticking down 
as you're waiting for dawn to come is so fucking stressful. Well, especially when you hit zero and it's like five <laughs> and you're like waiting for it to clock And you're just over. like, well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucked or I'm not. We're going to find out in like the next 30 <laughs> seconds. And like the thing is, like we have played games that feel unfair or feel brutal. And like I think someone can make the case that this is unfair because especially that last night, like. It gets pretty are, rough. Yeah. Yeah. And that last hour or that last tick down before the next like day starts even as someone who has played through this game multiple times it still feels excuse me it still feels powerful it still yeah. feels real it still feels like like we're there with it and I don't know, like, we've played a lot of complicated games on this show. Yep. We've played a lot of simple games on this show. I mean, Rampage, right? And I'm impressed. I Have you let Griff play this yet? No, oh, God, no. Okay. No, he is... Uh... I know he likes his monster trucks and his Legos. He's he's a gentle soul. Oh. <laughs> like, I'd be very curious because like it's it's simple. Like it, and yeah. there's a temptation to like let someone who's maybe a little bit too young to do it do it. All right, Not when you're their parent and you have to deal with the <laughs> the consequences. <laughs> do you have anything else to add to gameplay? It's simple, but no. it works. No, not really. Yeah. All right. Um, audio. Did not know he did that stuff all himself. Yeah. Uh, it's great. The light sounds are great. Like the guy talking to you is great. The stingers that happen. The sound of Foxy like charging down the hallway at you. It feels like you're sitting in a fucking control room watching for animatronics to come eat your face. Like it it's what it feels like. Yeah, I so I will say I, I agree 99% of the way there is one sound I genuinely just do not like what's that uh it is the like like the like coming at you oh I it just I don't know because I always play with my headphones on and like I don't know for me it's like part of the experience but I hear you it's the coming right up popping up in your face like yeah and it... like that's the point is like even not including like the scariness of it it's just like it's annoying <laughs> it's a very screechy noise especially if you're dying a couple times like a lot yeah it's just old. yeah how scary i truly think this might be one of the scariest games i ever played i hinted at that earlier and i'll say it again here um I think it's because of the immersion. I think it's because you're sitting at your computer with your headphones on, like watching the monitors, waiting for things to happen. And I think it's very easy to lose yourself inside of it. Yeah. And if you watched me play it on stream a couple years ago, you know I was jumping like crazy. And that wasn't even my first time playing it. This game just... I think it's simplicity of gameplay and story and the high quality of like the sound development lend itself to be a very 
horrifying game experience. And I think another reason why I do have it so high for me is that I have probably beat Five Nights five or six times at this point. Yeah. And every single time I am apprehensive and afraid. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there is something this to be said about like getting yourself immersed into the situation um because there's a vr one of these right yeah fuck that oh man i will tell you vr horror is just on a completely fucking different level man no like thank you yeah uh it's fucking vr horror is (laughs) fucking scary shit man i'm telling you it's fucking brutal um yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I, I do think that there are certain times when you get for for me personally. Uh, for me personally, sorry, I'm so fucking tired. That's <laughs> why I got the water. I'm yeah. dragging ass. We are old. Uh, I feel like uh, there are times when you get like desynced, uh, kind of like if you die like more than once, you're just kind of like all right. Here we go, um, th- bro. I when... threw my I threw my headphones this time playing it. Oh, I don't do that. I just like I just like because like, like, like the screeching, like the popping in your face. It's just like a natural. Like... <laughs> see, for me, that's, see, that's the thing. Is like I think the noise associated with that happening. I agree. The first three nights, I'm all in, but by like night four, I'm just like stone face. Like okay. <laughs> get this shit done <laughs> yes exactly but I, I i do think it does do a good job so that's our thoughts on five nights i'm excited to do the movie um the scott carthorne stuff is a little is a definitely a giant bummer but we get Stu maker himself yeah yeah um yeah it'll be interesting i'm yeah It'll be fun. It'll be a fun movie to go see in the theaters around Halloween time. Bloomhouse oh, usually does it pretty good. Fuck I'm job. watching it at home. <laughs> oh, is it really coming to not the theaters? Yeah, it's theaters and VOD same day. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be. F- we'll we'll see. We'll see how it holds up. <laughs> Obviously, we did that Nick Cage movie with Rachel and Mars. The Wally's Wonderland. Oh Remember? yeah. We're so to talk the whole time. I guess we just need to have our scores up against that. For it, really, <laughs> we do. But that's our five night review, guys. I'm gonna play some bumper music and we'll head on into the closing. <laughs> recording and next week we're doing two movie reviews yes maybe we should start a little bit earlier <laughs> well i think we like stopped a lot and i made you watch the final fantasy 7 trailer and then we were a lot of like mcguffins going on <laughs> i think um, we're just old what i think we're just old yeah well in all fairness we did not start until 8 30 yeah and we we do have multiple jobs now so yeah what are, what are our movies next week again? <laughs> so next week, uh, yes. so for listeners, when you hear this, 
your next episode is going to be our infestation review with Justin's brother. Holy fuck, that's a long time. Oh, we gotta. Yes, it's the end of October. I gotta talk to him. <laughs> I know. Well, I was so kinda letting that somebody... that might change, but I'll tell you why after we're recording. Okay. And then, but for me and you, Justin, next week we're reviewing Donnie Darko and the Friday the 13th special. Right. So we're going to have an interesting movie, at least for me, like kind of like he's in my high school era. And then we're going to have Jason punching some dude's head into a trash can. Uh, Manhattan, right? That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eight. Yeah. Yep. But guys, that is our review this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Patrons, stick around. I have two more quizzes for Justin. And until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.